Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. Getting people to like you doesn't mean that you're operating out of a place of you know, not having your integrity. You need to keep your values. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Hey, we all want people to like us, right? Like when you walk into a room with people that you don't know, My guess is that you have a feeling of you want them to like you. Maybe you're not thinking of that top of mind, but deep, deep down, we all want people to like us and want to be around us, right? Well, Giselle Riley is here to help us connect with people that we don't know in just a matter of minutes. Giselle is a communication strategist copywriter, and the author of Master Your Message Like a Boss Babe, Step Into Your Power and Elevate Your Brand One Story at a Time. She lives in Kingston, Jamaica, so she obviously has an amazing accent, and she works as the Communications and Development Manager at Richard Branson's Center of Entrepreneurship in the Caribbean. Now, before we jump into our conversation, I do want to ask you for one favor. Will you tell a friend about Inspiration Rising? Seriously, pull out your phone right now. No matter where you're listening to this, you've probably got your phone within arm's length. Pull it out and go through your contacts and think, who would really enjoy this podcast? Not just this episode, but all of 191 episodes of inspiration and motivation and amazing stories of female entrepreneurs and leaders. If you don't know how to spell entrepreneurs in your text, just say awesome blossom women who are rocking the world. Yep, that's what we do. We feature amazing women who are making a difference in the world. You not only hear their story, but the wisdom that they have gained in their journey. All right, so tell a friend. Of course, you can always find it on Apple, Google, Stitcher, all the podcast apps, and our website, insporising.com forward slash podcast. All right, hey, let's jump into my conversation with Giselle Riley. Well, Giselle, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. I am so honored to be here, David. Oh my gosh, I love your show, as you already know. <laughs> it so it's is a great. real honor. Oh, it's so good to be with you. And um, I'm honored to have you as one of our Rise Up uh, Creatives brand ambassadors. 
um, you're spreading the word. Um, so today we're talking about why it's important for people to like us and how to help people like us. So, I mean, this kind of sounds like an elementary question, but I am curious, why is it important for people to like us? Yeah. You ever see those people who seem to have everything going for them? <laughs> they get invited to the cool parties for some reason. You know, they keep getting promoted to new levels. And yes, obviously it has to do with their personality, but it's because of this key part of their personality that takes them to that other level. And it is their people skills. That's essentially what it is. Because when you're liked, not only do you obviously get along with people and career-wise, you know, elevate to other areas, it makes you feel good on the inside. So think about peace of mind, you know, to know the fact that I am my true self and people get along with me. So I'm hearing you say, one, you get ahead in life, right? Because you you not only get promoted at different, I guess, uh, your career or your business or whatever, but people want to be around you and exactly. you feel good at the same time. Those are the three things that I heard you say. Did exactly. I get that right? Exactly. Okay. So I know that I, well, I've got an 18 and 21 year old. All right. Now my 18 year old, probably is less concerned about people liking him. All right. So there are some people in the world that probably stay in that 18 year old boy category. I know most of our listeners are, you know, women, but some of us um, say, well, I just want to be myself. I don't want to have to worry about people. You know, I don't have to get people to like me. I just want to be myself and people can like take it or leave it. And I think that sometimes that perspective allows for some of the more unhealthy or abrasive aspects of people's personality. You don't ever see somebody, Giselle, who's more introverted and like super kind saying, well, I'm just going to be myself. It's always a person that's aggressive and kind of abrasive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what do you say to that kind of person that's just like, I want to be myself. I don't have to worry about people liking me. I totally expect you to be yourself and you should be yourself because it doesn't, getting people to like you doesn't mean that you're operating out of a place of, you know, not having your integrity. You need to keep your values. But how I like to think of it is, you know, there are different people from different walks of life. And you want people to be able to, to receive the message that you're sending to them. So if I speak English and you speak Spanish, no matter what I'm communicating to you, you're not going to understand what I'm saying to you. So mm -hmm. it, it, by using certain techniques, you open the forum to build real meaningful relationships and you let people see who you are. And it is from those connections that you can make your life a whole lot richer. So mm -hmm. that's something that I would say to them. Mm -hmm. So the message of whatever I'm trying to communicate gets passed along. But if I'm communicating it in a way that sometimes is unhelpful, unhelpful ways of communication, I'm not exactly. going to be able to get that message across. Can exactly. you give me an example of how I might be wanting to communicate something in my life and I'm communicating in a way you just use the example of English versus Spanish, which is like super clear, but like, how about something that's like a day-to-day -day way that I wouldn't be able to, 
move forward in my life that I want to because I'm not communicating a way that other people can receive. Give, can you give me an example of that? Okay. So one that really readily comes to mind is let's say that you, whether you're the boss or, you know, a professional, an employee, whatever worst situation that you're in, you're always going to have to engage with people to help you do your work. Yes. You know, in most cases, you can't work in isolation as much as a lot of people would like to hope so. And for a long time, I hope so too, because I'm really introverted and shy. <laughs> but the fact is, you need people. And in order to get things done, you need to be able to, to communicate with them accordingly. So let's say you have this big project and the boss says you have to work with Bob. And Bob's communication style, you know, pretty laser fair, you know, um, because the communication doesn't necessarily even have to do with what you're saying. It has to do with your behavior. So, you know, they kind of take their time to work and you're like Speedy Gonzalez. You want to get things done quickly. Mm -hmm. How are you going to encourage them mm. to get things done quickly the way as it ought to be? Because that's my personality. How are you going to do mm -hmm. that? So. In order to do that, you kind of, you know, speak to them in a different perspective. Like, let's say you'd say to them, hey, um, I know that that this probably doesn't need to be rushed. However, if we kind of get this done quickly, maybe we could spend the free time doing whatever else. Just appeal mm -hmm. to whatever it is you feel uh, would be in their self-interest. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you'll be able to A, make them happy and B, get the, jo the job faster, just how you wanted it to be done. Yes. Okay. So somehow appealing to whatever they value. That's yeah. so good. Um, okay. So that's, that's a, that's a strategy that I, I hear you talking about. Now uh, you've written a book called master your message, like a boss, babe, step into your power and elevate your brand one story at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, in your book, do you, is your book have strategies to help people kind of get people connected to you and liking you and receiving your message more clearly? Definitely. What are sure. some of those strategies? So there's a chapter that I wrote, get people to like you in 15 minutes or less. Right. And here is, I'm going to share a couple of them with you. One of Let's them is to say the favorite word as soon as you meet them say their favorite word as soon as you find it out. Can you guess what that is? How do you know their favorite word? Oh, it's their name. Their exactly, name. Exactly. Exactly. That is our, that is the most favorite word mm. of all time because deep down we're all narcissistic. <laughs> and if whoever doesn't, whoever doesn't want to believe that, have somebody call you Kate if your name is Sarah. Mm -hmm. You kind of feel a little bit annoyed. Even if you don't like the name Sarah, you get annoyed. You know, when somebody remembers your name, it 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 lets you feel important. Um, it lets them know that that person values you, and it it lets them more receptive to whatever it is you're saying. So, as soon as you meet them and you introduce yourself and you find out your name, try as much as possible within the conversation to say their mm -hmm. name. Okay, so David, I heard you have a podcast. Tell me a bit about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. David, what was it that made you decide to push forward with this new, with this new business venture? Things yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's not going to seem too much because it's their name. Right, right. 
you know, one of the things that I try to do if I'm connecting with someone who I can't pronounce their, I, it, the pronunciation is um, not familiar to me. I yeah. will say, hey, can you um, tell me how to pronounce your name? I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. Um, or sometimes if I meet them, I'll ask them, how do I spell that? Because I want to, I want to see the spelling in my mind and it helps me yes. remember their name. I had a guy one time, I went to a photography workshop. This is probably 12 years ago. His name is Dane Sanders. And he had us, it was about 30 people in this photography workshop. It was in a home and he wanted us to know the name of every single person there. And this was a, this was an intense uh, request. He said, you only remember the names of people who are important to you. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember their name, it's because they were not important. So if you had a president of some foreign country come into your home, are you going to remember that name? Of course you are, because there's this prestige. You want to remember their name. Um, and so he had us, if we forgot their name, mm-hmm. stand up and look at them and say, I apologize uh, for, um, see, how did he say it? It was like, I apologize for not remembering your name because it was not important enough to remember, not important enough for me. Like it was a straight up, it was a straight up confession. It was, I I found it was not important enough for me to remember. I apologize. What is your name? But it was jarring to you though. Oh yeah. Always remember. Yeah. Because try to remember somebody's name. If I didn't remember, it was obvious. It's obvious that it's because it's not important enough. Because if it was, I would have remembered it. Exactly. Isn't that intense? Wow. And another technique that I that I try to use as well is to associate it with something. So if if I'm engaged with somebody and their name is Bob, I'm Jamaican, so I'll probably think in my brain, okay, Bob Marley, Bob Marley, Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob Marley, Bob Marley, my bodies. And then, you know, I'll associate Bob Marley when I see that person. So yes. I'll say, oh, his name is Bob. Yes. And another cool technique is to have like, because, you know, people, you know, think differently. Some people are visual, um, but a lot, a lot of the times what helps if you hear somebody's name and you associate it to something weird and quirky. So if I meet somebody and their name is Scout, right? I would probably... And he has a ponytail. Let's just say, for example, Scout has a ponytail. Um, I will imagine a park ranger or some kind of boy scout riding on his ponytail. <laughs> I was like, that's hard. That's hard to forget. So anytime I see that person, I'm like, okay, that's park ranger riding a ponytail. It's Scout. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so one technique to get people mm-hmm. to like you in 15 minutes is to remember their very fir- their favorite word, which is their name. What's another exactly. technique for us? Another technique is to expect to be liked. And <laughs> a lot a lot of us is kind of hard to practice, but once you do it and build your confidence, you get used to it. Um, there's a, there's a te- there is a phenomenon in psychology that's called the acceptance prophecy. So most which found that most of the time, if you go into whatever situation, if you expect that they're going to like you, you will have that self-fulfilling prophecy that more than likely they will like you. And the reason for that is that your body language, your speech patterns, everything will kind of go in accordance to that image and that concept that you have in your mind that you will be liked. 
That's a that is a tough one uh, for me, Giselle, and people that listen to the podcast. Um, they may have heard me say this, but one of the lies, the limiting beliefs that I have had over the course of my life is that people don't like me or want to be with me. Mm-hmm. And so I will oftentimes, and because I'm slightly introverted, I will go into a situation, into a room and be thinking that. And it causes me to withdraw and just want to be with, you know, like by myself or just like over by the drink table or whatever. Um, so I have found that's a challenging one for me, but I like what you're saying. Like, just go into it with the assumption these people are going to like me. It's not even neutral. It's like yeah. not neutral. It's positive. Exactly. And I totally understand that it's hard you say you're slightly introverted. I'm like way introverted, which is funny because I'm in communications and people are just like, oh, you're like an energizer buddy. How is this possible? No, but I really am. <laughs> A lot. Like I was super nervous before coming on this show, um, even though we've spoken to each other already, David. And you know, I love you and I love everything that you do. So I, I had to tell myself constantly, it's going to be okay. It's going to be great. You're going to have a great conversation with David. Yes. And I love everything that you're going to have to say. Yes. Yes. And that becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. Then people feel that energy. Yeah. When people do approach me and they're timid, I'm kind of like, eh, they're not yeah. bringing their full self to the table. So really what you're by, by saying these people are going to like me, it somehow unlocks and gives me permission to just be my true, my full self. Exactly. Yeah. Any, any, any other strategies or techniques you want to um, suggest to us? Well, it's, it's so innate to me now, <laughs> but be, I would like to call it strategically vulnerable. And I say strategically vulnerable because if you're in a situation where you're engaging with somebody and, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be telling them depending on situation, your whole life story, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going through this divorce. Okay. If it's mm-hmm. a situation where you feel it's going to make the conversation awkward, probably not something you should be saying, right, um, right. but it's always good to show because we're kind of alluding to that what, what we were talking about before your vulnerability. You know, I just did it a while ago. I told you I was nervous. That's told that's totally true. Yeah. You know, and because I've said that, I know that you can identify with that, even mm-hmm. if I didn't know anything about you, because everybody in some situation or another can identify with mm-hmm. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so some sort of some sort of vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to think about um, appropriate types of vulnerability. Uh, what are, what are some ideas that you have? Like if you're working with, you're meeting somebody new, obviously. So it's in a social setting. Uh, maybe it's a party. We don't have too many parties these days um, <laughs> with yeah. the pandemic, but you're meeting somebody. Um, how can I, like, what are some examples of ways that I could be vulnerable? Okay. So you're, let's say you're at the buffet, this physical environment, you're at the buffet line. Uh, you're just started to speak to somebody. You're having a really great conversation. And you could probably say to them, you know, boy, I really want, I really wanted to talk to you. If it's true, I really wanted to talk to you. So I'm really glad that I have the opportunity to talk to you, but it's a little bit nervous because I saw you talking to a whole bunch of other people. So I'm really grateful for this. And let's say it's not a situation where you initially saw them and you wanted to speak to them. Mm -hmm. It could be saying something like, 
that I have been hanging out here for a while and uh, it's kind of a little bit weird for me to just go up and speak to people. So I really appreciate that you're here right now and you came to speak to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some level of just expressing vulnerability that then they'll uh, feel like you're a real person and and they could be connected. Exactly. Because people Mm -hmm. aren't perfect, you know, and uh, getting people to like you doesn't mean you know, being this pristine image mm-hmm. of what you think they want you to be. Mm-hmm. It's how about this, being yourself. How does this work online versus offline? Because, or, you know, in real life, because we've been talking about, about more in real life situations. How does this work online? Uh, well, if it works pretty much, I wouldn't say exactly the same, um, but it's kind of like an easy segue for an, another technique as well, right? Um, is to make eye contact. And if it's a situation like you and me and we're seeing each other in the video, if you if people, which most people kind of do find it weird to just stare directly into somebody's eyes, mm-hmm. you could use what's called the inverted triangle technique, which is basically where you draw the inverted triangle from the top of your eyes um, to your mouth. So what you can do to break the monotony of freakishly staring into somebody's eyes you can draw your eyes along that triangle ah interesting and that can work online and that can work in person as well and just going to the in-person part of it that if you were the that's the best way to do things in making eye contact because you don't want to be looking all over the room and they think you're not interested in what they're saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how much does energy like the energy of your body and energy of your voice help create that sense of people liking you. You know what I mean? Like there's. I really love that you said that um, because another technique is called mirroring and mirroring is basically the unconscious imitation of somebody else's gestures, speech patterns, behavior, all of that. Mm-hmm. And Again, obviously, it can be done online and in person. And it, when I associate it to energy, let's say you were the kind of person that kind of kind of spoke like this, and you were kind, you were very monotone. I'm not sure if I'm doing a good job of somebody speaking <laughs> <in> monotone, <laughs> but uh, if you were, oh, I have a perfect example. Like the Kardashians, you know, Courtney Kardashian, right? <laughs> sure. Yes, not personally, yeah, really but you know, kind of, yes, perfect example. You know, not insulting her, but kind of monotone, not that many, not too many highs and lows in the conversation. Um, but if I were to speak to her, and I'm just constantly speaking like this, and I really think that this would be a good idea, and we can get this done. Whoa, mm. that's gonna like have them. You could yeah. have the best intention and the best, the, the greatest positive energy behind what you're saying she's not going to receive what you're saying. Because again, as I said earlier, for the most part, we're basically narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Even though you want to speak a language that's that gets them to know you better, you don't want to be too jarring to their unconscious sensibilities, right? So you can mirror that, uh, that speech pattern by slowing down your speech a little bit. You still have the positive energy, but you can lower your speech, slow down your speech pattern, lower your tone, and all of that, so that the other person will be best able to receive it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people think that 
you know, if you have a positive, positive energy means high energy, you know. It's not, it's matching, it's mirroring the energy. So yeah. if somebody does have high energy, I need to meet them there. But yeah. if they have more low energy, mm-hmm. kind of go to that place without being too low, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it, keeping it going, the conversation. Hmm. Exactly. Okay. So why, why is this whole idea of people liking you? Why is this of interest to you? Like, how did you get into this? Because I just grew up very socially awkward. <laughs> you grew up in Jamaica, is this correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Beautiful island of Jamaica. And I just, I didn't know how to communicate with people. I was always kind of weird, which is totally fine. I accept that. <laughs> but I couldn't carry on a good conversation. And because of that, people didn't get the chance to really know me. And... At what age did you? What age did you kind of figure this out? You were kind of going, "I'm weird." Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? What age did you kind of come to that conclusion? I around seven or eight. You know, thankfully really? I had yeah. Thankfully I had uh, a grandfather. You know, who who lived with us, had a wonderful library about psychology and all of that kind of stuff. So I was kind of attracted to those kinds of books, and. Uh, from reading from reading from his library and just doing research on my own and you know taking courses i was able to just have a lot of the techniques that i've learned just become second nature to me and i'm so happy i did because it made me able to connect with people and get to know them better because a lot of the times especially when you're young most young people <laughs> it's funny that I'd say that most young people think that, oh, I hate people. I literally had an intern say to me, Giselle, I have to tell you something. I really don't like people. I'm like, okay. And he's an introvert. I'm like, okay. But I knew deep down, it's not that he didn't like people. It's that he didn't know how to communicate effectively and he didn't know how to co- connect with them. Because wow. once you're able to do that, you realize that people are awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody has a uniqueness. Everybody has a story. Everybody has value, obviously. Um, So you became intentional about developing these. And some people, it seems like they just know these things naturally. And then for others of us, I think, including myself, there has to be this level of intentionality. Yeah. I mean, my husband, he's like, I guess you would say like an introverted extrovert, but he's just great with people (laughs) he would just go out everybody loves him and he could even he would just he could even say something that's funny but if somebody else said it they would be offended (laughs) they would just laugh in any case he has that kind of personality and i i would just analyze him and wonder how are you like this you didn't read all the books i read how does it come so naturally to you and from my study of him, I realized that people like him, it's just their environment. You know, he came from like a family of six. So he had to always be engaging mm-hmm. with people. And uh, he's kind of a short guy too. So, <laughs> so he kind of had to, I guess, in his own way, deal with you know, that situation of being a short guy. And uh, yeah, it just came naturally to him because he was always engaging people. And he knew who he was and was just confident with who he is from the get-go. Yeah. 
my wife, everybody loves her. I mean, everyone loves my wife. She is a saint. She's got a big, beautiful smile. She is nice to everybody. She's kind. She can, she can carry on kind of the, um, meaningless conversation about nothing. And just, you just, I see it happen. And I'm like, why are you talking about these things? What are you talking about? What is this? Like, this is a waste of time. And she's like, what yeah. is a waste of time? No, I'm connecting with this person. I'm like, wow. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a um, grocery store here in the United States, very popular called Trader Joe's. Okay. Yeah. And are you, I don't know. Do you have one of those? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> okay. You're familiar with it. Okay. So the people at the checkout are generally younger people and they have been trained to talk to you while you're checking out. Yeah. Other places I can go and just walk through and just, I will say no bag, no receipt. Like I don't need either. <laughs> I'm done at, at Trader Joe's. They're like, how's your day? What's going on? Do we have something going on this weekend? And I'm like, mm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and my wife is just chatting it up and just having fun. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> those people have the ability to do this naturally. I think we married those people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Others of us have to learn. Okay. So um, your book, Master Your Message Like a Boss Babe, who is this book for and what are they going to learn from it? You know, I wrote it for career-driven, ambitious women, right? But I got to say, a few dudes have bought the book and I've been getting some rave reviews. I'm like, whoa, okay. Thanks, guy. Her guy is so cool. Um, but it's for women, and I, it's really about helping them control the narrative for their personal brand. Because honestly, I got really annoyed with all of the same cookie cutter personal branding crap that I see online. Um, take a picture. Um, you know, do this and do that. I'm like, okay. You don't think I know I need to take a nice looking picture to mm -hmm. enhance my personal brand? <laughs> I wanted to go deeper. And that's what this book does. And it's by finding the stories that you're telling yourself mainly and rewiring it so that your behavior and how you communicate can match up with the vision of who you want to be. Mm. And that's essentially it in a nutshell. Mm hmm. Uh, and of course that's available on your website, giselleriley.com, which we'll link in the uh, show notes. Um, I, another, another question for you. Um, we were talking about this beforehand. You work for, uh, what's called the Branson center of entrepreneurship Yes. in Jamaica. Yes. Um, what do you do there and what is the center all about? Okay. So I'm the head of communications for the Branson center of entrepreneurship. Uh, it was founded by Richard Branson in 2011, and it's a scale-up business accelerator for entrepreneurs who want to go to the next level. So that could mean me mean being listed on the stock exchange. It could mean, you know, having their business in different countries other than wherever it is they're residing. And uh, Again, just to upgrade their leadership mindset. We do a lot of work with that too. So, you know, what I regularly do with them, I coach them one-on-one -on -one and I manage the external communication to make sure that our stakeholders are happy. Mm -hmm. And do you have, is it like a certain long period of program or is it classes that people enroll? Like how does the center work? 
No, it's six months. Only six months. Yeah. Six we found, months we found, exactly. We found that it would be better if people just, you know, came in because entrepreneurs are busy, especially entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their businesses. Um, they're very busy. So if we realize that if we have them uh, for a shorter time frame, it can be really intensive so that they can get what they need to get and run with it. Um, that being said, since COVID has happened and rocked the world, uh, we have shifted you know, our program. So while our general program is to work with them intimately for six months, uh, we have expanded it so our cadre of entrepreneurs can learn from workshops. So anybody who is associated with us, they can learn with us through our workshops. Mm -hmm. And it's only, is it mainly for people in Jamaica? No, in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean. Okay. So anywhere in the Caribbean and then they pay to attend this. No, they don't pay. Completely completely scholarship based. Really? Yeah. What they would do, they would just send in their application. We review and, you know, if if we think they're a great fit um, from the initial area, from the initial stance, we ask for certain documentation and then we interview them to see if you know they have the right kind of uh, personality to match with the program and take their business to the next level and once we've done that they're basically into the program Mm -hmm. and so the whole idea i assume from richard branson is to just develop better greater more robust entrepreneurs in the caribbean that's the whole point of this whole program exactly fascinating Are there other centers like this around the globe or is this the only one? No, there's one. The original one uh, started in South Africa and it's still operating and it's still kicking. So that's there. And we're the other one that's in the Caribbean. Very cool. Oh, thanks for sharing about that. All right. So good information here on how's we can, how we can get people to like us in a very short period of time. So master your message like a boss, babe, step into your power and elevate your brand one story at a time. GiselleRiley.com, G-I-Z-E-L-L-E-R-I-L-E-Y.com. And of course, that link will be in the show notes. People can swipe up on their phone and click the link and buy the book on Amazon. So Giselle, thanks so much. I like you. Oh, I like you too, David. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate uh, all your wisdom and uh, it's just great to be with you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and all that you're doing within the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And you're helping women not only build businesses, but just be better humans. That's my assessment anyway, from all that I see. So I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. 
I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. 